Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Yes, I am. I'm here, (laughs) and you can hear me, and I can hear you. Oh, Nikki, how are you? Technical difficulties. Uh, You did great. You know? You did great. You got your audio routed to all the right places. You're a shining example of tech support. Yes. Yes, I had problems hearing Pete, but I figured it out on my own, even though he was trying to do hand charades in video telling me what to do. I still figured it out because I I thought you were telling me to stop in the name of love. No, well, (laughs) I do sometimes do that to people. But in this case, I was saying, press stop. Stop. And if you have to watch the live stream, if if you're a member of our Uh, uh, Patreon group, you can go back and grab the live stream because I uh, we do a great little uh, song and dance. Yes, we do. It's a great song and dance. We're, we're, this is part two today of our conversation that we started last week. What do you want people to know about ADHD? We asked and you told us uh, loud and clear the things you think the world needs to know about your life with ADHD. I love this conversation. I love the responses we've received. Thank you so much for contributing. Before we jump in, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list on the homepage and get an email with the latest episode each week. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD. And if anything that we have done over the last many years has impacted your life, we encourage you to consider uh, supporting the show with your dollars over at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. There you can access uh, uh, great workshops and worksheets that we're putting together just for patrons. You can get access to the Take Control ADHD Discord server where you can jump in and talk with people all over the world who live with ADHD. It is a fantastic group. We encourage you to jump on board and, uh, and, and help us support the show. Support yourselves with a fantastic community. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, who if you've already jumped in and are doing that, we we love having you join us on these live streams. Also, a perk of becoming a patron. Okay, Nikki, what do you want people to know about ADHD? Well, first of all, October is ADHD Awareness Month. So that's one. That's one. And that's the reason why we are doing this show, this part two shows, because we had gotten such a great response from people um, that our listeners and and uh, followers on Facebook that really did want to tell people, you know, what they wanted people, the outside world to know about their ADHD. So this is part two because we had such a great response. It is. Yeah. And it's it's fantastic. So so Facebook uh, followers and patrons, uh, thank you for jumping in and participating this week. Uh, and uh, I guess we have no news. Let's just kick it off. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. You want to do the first you one? Take, you want to take the first? You want me to do the first? I'll do the okay. first one. All right, here we go. All right. From our listeners, using medication is not wrong. We all use some form of medication, allergy pills, Tylenol. Why should taking meds for ADD, ADHD be any different? You don't get to decide what is right for my family. We do. My kid likes his meds. He feels better on it. Why would I discourage that? You know, I've, I've been wearing glasses more. This is this is a med. Oh, right? for sure. It's an accommodation it's right so you can see better. It's an accommodation. Yeah. 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 Taking medication yeah, to, to focus and... And uh, feel better about your day is not a bad thing. Absolutely. This is so true. We, we live in shame when we are judged about these kinds of things. And uh, you, you get to own you and your relationship with your children. Yeah. You do you. I love that. Uh, I love that message. Don't judge those 
who have made decisions for their family that way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's see. Oh, next one. We need a different way of engagement in classrooms. Oh, I 100% agree with this. <laughs> Talk about that. <laughs> well, you know, the, the school systems have been set up the same way for so long. And nobody like thinks about the idea that maybe it's not so smart to keep a child in a school setting for six hours a day with just a couple of little breaks, you know, one 15 minute recess in the morning, one in the afternoon and what a half hour lunch that they have to speed through and eat really fast. Uh, it, it's frustrating. It's like, I wish that, uh, I wish that schools, I mean, this would be my ideal wish is that they just set up the classrooms differently and, you know, they walked around more and they got to like get their hands on stuff and didn't just sit there watching a teacher in the front of the room with, you know, the little whatever it is, um, computer screen the the it when i back in the day it was like a um yeah it was like overhead transparency yes, thank you and, and markers <laughs> yeah. yeah and oh, now yeah, they have the, the computer day. but we're not that old well it feels like it when yeah. you go into a, a you know, yeah, a, know a current co- classroom you see all the technology but with that said you still see all these desks lined in a row looking at the front of the classroom and it's it's frustrating you know and then people take recess you know, away as a punishment and that's frustrating I, I have to I have to shout out to a program that my daughter is is lucky enough to be a part of right now and it's a it's a school in Beaverton School District called Terra Nova uh, and it's a part of a sustainability program it's an integrated science curriculum and it, it's actually the old uh, for for those who are local in Oregon uh, in Portland area you might remember the the Bonnie Slope Elementary School. And uh, Bonnie Slope was converted into this four acre farm uh, a couple of years ago. And what they they staff it with sustainability teachers, chemistry teacher, biology teacher, uh, small staff of teachers and they and kids in the high school programs uh, can get can can apply to a lottery to get chosen for their science credits out there. And these kids have built this farm. And then they harvest the the fruits of their labor and they go in and they do chemistry and biology projects on it. And they practice Socratic learning and they are up and around and they sit in circles. They stand up, they go out, they get dirty. They do uh, every other day. You know, she spends four hours outside learning applied biology on an actual farm. And it is one of the most like I look at it and I think, oh, first of all, what an amazing opportunity that the school district here has availed to these kids. Yeah, I mean, that, that's absolutely. just an unbelievable gift that doesn't it doesn't happen everywhere. But from an ADHD perspective, I walked out of there saying, I mean, she's just thriving. Yeah. She is absolutely thriving because her brain is engaged, uh, because her hands are engaged. It's different every 15 minutes. She's doing something different with herself. And she comes back and she is always able to integrate something new that she walked away with uh, in, in a substantive way. Mm-hmm. I am uh, I'm just so proud and deeply blessed to be in an area that that has 
a sport like and it draws from multiple schools right because it, it pulls from all kinds all, all of the different major high schools in the area so she's integrating with different people yeah. uh it, it's just a whole different way of learning it's it's fantastic uh, so well, i wish that was a trend you know in that spirit yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely well, so. i think it is i honestly think I it is so. and i think it's i think it's something that's getting uh that's that's gaining traction i mean it's certainly you know it's growing rapidly and i know there is talk of of how they can continue to expand the program so here's hoping it it you know you can find those programs in in your neck of the woods well and i think it also depends on the teachers i know that my daughter had uh, a couple of teachers one in particular who did make sure that the the kids stood up um, and they would do yoga and she had like nice sense, you know, throughout the day. And, and so she did her best, I think, to try to, to make yeah. it a calming and, and active place. So yeah, it depends on the teacher too, but it is, it's frustrating. And I agree. I think that, you know, we do need to have a different way, but yeah, here's hoping. Um, here's yeah. Hoping. So what's next? Well, next we have, uh, we have a bundle. We have three different ones right, uh, in a row here that we will. You want to do these separately? Yeah, they're not all from the same yeah. person, but they're all having to do with with kids. Okay, so continuing a theme. Here we go. I'm going to just knock these out right in a row, and then we can talk about them. Uh, number one, just because you have ADHD doesn't mean you are stupid, nor that you are incapable. Kids with IEPs think that, and it's not true. Actually, it is the opposite in most cases. Ugh footnote on IEPs. Just because they have ADHD doesn't mean they're bad kids. They try the best to control themselves. My son tells me sometimes he just can't stop his brain. And number three, my 17-year-old daughter just scored a 34 on her ACT and has an IQ of 138. However, she also has ADHD and a GPA of 2.7 because she struggles with assignments. The discrepancy is almost unheard of. Uh, a fascinating set of uh, a fascinating, though not un actually unheard of, uh, set of behaviors there. So a uh, gal actually uh, replied back to her and said, that's known as being twice exceptional. And that paradox is frustrating mm -hmm. and completely misunderstood by the outside world. But she is also nothing less than amazing. And I thought that was a really nice True. thing to say. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we we parents and uh, you know, educators and particularly special ed folks who who work in these programs can do better in selling the IEP and the 504 uh, process to kids uh, as a thing that, uh, you know, um, if the kid is cognizant of what the program is, then we can sell it better as an opportunity and not a punishment. Because I think that's I, I think that is sadly true that kids see it as a you know when they get pulled out of class for special work right. you know when they get when they get isolated i mean adhd is already isolating enough this is where that feeling starts it starts right here in school where you feel alone um but i i wanted to add something i saw on cbs sunday morning a couple of weeks ago and i'll post a video in uh, discord in the show notes it, it was on um companies uh, they did a whole profile on companies that are hiring for a whole different set of skills. And in this case, they profiled like Microsoft and IBM and, and these companies who are are hiring um, autistic folks who are on the spectrum. And uh, it was fascinating because they are getting rid of all of the charisma requirements, right? You, you go in and you are tested on skills that you have and that you could contribute. And you're not tested on how likable you are anymore. Like that stuff is just gone in the job interview. It's just gone. And I couldn't help but reflect on it. And I wanted to share it here uh, for folks to watch and see what kinds of ideas you can take back to your place of employment 
employment, about helping to change the way we look at this job interview process and not uh, and how it could evolve from something that is, you know, charisma based uh, to um, something that is that really affects skills. How, how could ADHD be included in that um, in that basket of uh, interview? I like I that. that really I'll have to check it out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's like your, your that's your Sunday morning thing, isn't it? To watch CBS. I have a little ritual. Yeah. A little coffee, yeah. CBS Sunday morning with my wife and my dog, so and nice. the kids are asleep, and the house is quiet. Yeah. Lights on low. <laughs> Big J, Jane Polly comes into Pauly. my living room. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, and that trumpet sounds again. <laughs> All right, the the uh, the next one we've got here uh, another one for you. This is your turn. It's not something you have as a child and just grow out of as an adult, and that's very very true. Hallelujah, Amen. Yes, in fact. Uh, many adults don't even find out that they have it until they're adults. And they found out in marriage counseling, like you. I don't know anything about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Or they find out because their child was diagnosed and then they look at the the testing and they're like, hmm, I fit a lot of these boxes. And then they, and they find out. So yeah. um, I agree. I don't think it's something you grow out of. And I think that it does and can look different at different times in your life. Um, and that has to do with coping strategies. You know, I think that that definitely um, is where you are stress level. Um you know, are are you comfortable versus like going right into a new job, just getting married? I mean, you know, transitions are difficult. And so you got to look at that and, and know that it's going to look different at different times in your life. Well, yeah. And, you know, I'm a big fan of, of you know, hanging a flag on context swi- switching and con- micro and macro context. Uh, you know, like you say, these big life transitions is very difficult. And the little ones, you know, they're just as hard from too. breakfast to work. They're just as hard. Yeah. Uh, so that's a big deal. But I often think on this point, I read this and I thought, this is so true. ADHD is a constant lifelong game of whack-a-mole, you mm-hmm. know, just as soon as you figure out an accommodation for this one, you slam it down and you beat the mole, something else comes up that you just didn't even think of. It's like, oh, it's, they're constantly impacting one another. Accommodations yeah. and symptoms are constantly impacting one another. And the, the where that comes back into the cycle of anxiety is it, it's a never ending um, uh sort of i don't i don't want to get into like war language but it's it's a never ending journey uh to to um you know to solve that one it's tough it's, it's tough. interesting you say that cuz see i relate to that with my anxiety it's like okay i've got something yeah. you know i feel good about something and then i'm not worried about that anymore but then something else pops up and i'm like oh crud now i'm going to ruminate yeah. about this and think about this and and then something else. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I get I get the yeah. whack-a-mole. I do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Stupid moles. Uh, <laughs> stupid moles. Uh, here's another one. You can have ADHD all your life and not be diagnosed until your 40s. It's not just for kids. You don't grow out of it. The anxiety is real. Well, it's like they were listening know, to us. right? Yes. yes. All of those things are we true. We agree. Uh, well, let's just barrel into this other one, can we? Yes, please. I wish there was a way for the world to temporarily experience ADHD to have a better understanding. People who have it or experts understand it. Uh, Neurotypicals have a hard time understanding it. And I I just say that's 
part of the reason we want to do this show. Yes. Uh, this is just our little effort to showcase this is what it's like to have ADHD. These are the things we think about that that potentially neurotypical folks don't think about. Well, and something else I would want to add to that is, uh, remember we did a show about when we're not feeling supported and we talked about the a couple of ways to respond to people that maybe don't believe in ADHD or don't understand it. And we would say what you had, a you had some kind of reference to it. It's a marketing thing where, um, I would say, yes, I used to think that way too. And then I found feel this. Feel felt found. Yeah, feel felt found. Yeah. And I understand how you yeah, feel. I felt that yeah. way. I found. And so I hope also that the show sheds some light. And then I also hope that it gives our ADDers a voice that they're comfortable with to also talk about it in a way that's not uncomfortable or shameful for them. That it's just something that they... Yeah. um that yes, they have. And, but this is how, you know, they don't even have to have a, but I hate that word, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Do you get it? You understand what I'm saying here? I get it. I totally do. Yeah. That's it. All right. Uh, Next one's yours. That it is an incredible struggle every day. If you do not have it, it's next to impossible to ever fully understand it. And none of us wants unsolicited advice on what will fix that problem. Every single one of us is incredible, talented, and can see far outside the box that we've all been placed in. I really like that last sentence. I know. That's beautiful. And and so true. And we that's kind of a theme, right? We we don't we don't want the unsolicited advice. We don't want the what was last week's. We don't want the mom's groups. Judgments. Right, right. Well, and I and I think that when somebody says fix the problem, then it's saying that you need to be fixed. And, and that's not the case. That's yeah. not that's not how it works. Right. Nobody here needs to be fixed. Because, again, it all presumes that we don't know. Right. And we know we all know. Uh, but just a, one more thing about that last sentence is this it, these that last sentence I love because it is highlighting the strengths. And that's what we want to keep highlighting as well. The next one, uh, I, I love this one, how exhausting and how much concentration and effort it takes to deal with your mind and body going a million ways and try to slow your role to appear so-called normal and then still get in trouble for talking or not paying attention, etc. Quit discouraging me when I try so hard and give me a pat on the back. I'm hard enough on myself. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, we're all hard enough uh, on ourselves. And the, the problem is the, the mental energy it, it takes to live in this space is one thing. The mental energy it takes to recuperate from these feelings is like this meta complication that it, it just takes so much to, to tell yourself how good you are mm-hmm. and how strong you are mm-hmm. and how safe you are. And uh, e- even when it feels like, you have to lie to yourself. It's hard. I'm hard enough on myself. Yeah. Good thing well, to let the world know. Next one's yours. That just because I appear to have it together doesn't mean I don't have ADHD. It means I am working really hard and all my systems are working for me today. I love that. <laughs> today love is that. a good day. I, <laughs> I was thinking about that and I almost feel like I should... I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm brave enough to do this, that I should take a picture of my desk, which looks awesome today. Yeah. And then pan to the closed closet doors that are like right here, because when you open these doors, 
it's the metaphor for the rest of everything. I mean, stuff, just you got to be careful because stuff will come piling out. Like that's where that's where my distraction lives. Mm-hmm. And right now my desk is beautiful that I so deeply relate to this. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I get it because I've been working for years to try to figure this out and put so many of this just web of accommodations in place to solve, to, to attempt to mitigate these things. Uh, and And they fall apart right in that closet. I, you know, it is interesting you say that because I thought about you, um, when I read this because I thought, you know, Pete has so many things in place, you know, when you look at like how you, how you do your workflow and your time and your schedule and, and, um, but I've also, you know, witnessed days where you feel down or you're just feeling like this sucks. This isn't working, you know? And I, and so when I saw this, I thought about you because yes, you can have all the systems and have a great day, but it doesn't mean that you don't have ADHD. So kudos to you and this, uh, writer, because you have the systems in place. That's wonderful. Well, (laughs) Yeah, here's it's it's uh whether they work yeah, very, all the time. Very fragile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's a good thing because fragile network. We've talked about that too. Like consistency that's isn't right. always the basis of success. I mean, we've got to look at other things too. So anyway, love it. Two more here uh to to wrap us up. Building on what others have said, this is not about never being able to focus, but that it's selective not intentionally selective, but legitimately neurologically selective, and that the curse of inconsistency. I feel like this is key because people may think it's an excuse or that we're not trying hard enough or that we don't care enough, but that's seldom the case. There are things I've been struggling with for years that affect others, and I desperately want to get a handle on them, but just can't seem to. I'll keep on trying, though. And finally, what do you want the world to know about ADHD? That it's real that it can be an advantage in the right setting, 300 times more likely to be entrepreneurs, that an appropriate medication can lessen the likelihood of attempts to self-medicate later in life. A combination of approaches is best. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the last one we have on the list. How do you feel? Well, I I mean, I think that um, going back to what we've talked about, you know, in the first comment that you you said, I think it's hard because people think that it's intentional and it's not. It's not intentional. And um, I hope that the people that are being educated listen to that, you know, that that uh, they understand that this takes a lot of mental energy and a lot of work and a lot of focus and they are trying. And I like that 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 the person says that they're going to keep trying. I mean, that's that's what we got to do. We got to keep trying. the last one, you know, I like this too, because I think this kind of leaves us a little bit on a more positive note is that, you know, you can live a happy, uh, joyous, fulfilled life with ADHD, you know, um, and, and that's really the, the bottom line that I think you and I always try to do with our podcasts and the work that we do is show people that there's hope, there's ideas, there's support, there's resources and, um, you know, being part of the community and spreading what we know about ADHD and and hope that our community will spread it to the world as well. That's what these shows are about. That's what these shows are about. And and it's a real joy to read these things, even the downers, even the ones that remind me personally of, you know, the space that I exist in that is sometimes is unpleasant. Um, it, it's a reminder that we're not alone. We're not. And it's why we've been doing the show. It's it's why we hope to continue to grow this community because there's such value in solidarity. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and and in you know sharing this message as a group so thank you deep deep thanks to everybody who has participated by uh, sending in your thoughts by shouting from the rooftops what you want the world to know about you and your adhd Uh, this has been a real treat uh, I, I think that's it. I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You All don't right. have anything else nope. to Sounds share good. with the people. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. Uh, we appreciate your time and your attention. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD Podcast. <laughs>